Case One, A Psychical Invasion, Part Seven of John Silence. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Draconis. John Silence by Algernon Blackwood. Case One, Part Seven A Psychical Invasion. It was a week later when John Silence called to see the author in his new house, and found him well on the way to recovery and already busy again with his writing. The haunted look had left his eyes, and he seemed cheerful and confident. "'Humor restored,' laughed the doctor, as soon as they were comfortably settled in the room overlooking the park. "'I've had no trouble since I left that dreadful place,' returned Pender gratefully, "'and thanks to you—' The doctor stopped him with a gesture. "'Never mind that,' he said. "'We'll discuss your new plans afterwards, and my scheme for relieving you of the house and helping you settle elsewhere. Of course it must be pulled down, for it's not fit for any sensitive person to live in. And any other tenant might be afflicted in the same way you were, although personally I think the evil has exhausted itself by now.' He told the astonished author— something of his experiences in it with the animals. "'I don't pretend to understand,' Pender said, when the account was finished. "'But I and my wife are intensely relieved to be free of it all. Only I must say I should like to know something of the former history of the house. When we took it six months ago, I had heard no word against it.' Dr. Silence drew a typewritten paper from his pocket. "'I can satisfy your curiosity to some extent,' he said, running his eye over the sheets and then replacing them in his coat. For by my secretary's investigations, I have been able to check certain information obtained in the hypnotic trance by a sensitive who helps me in such cases. The former occupant who haunted you appears to have been a woman of singularly atrocious life and character who finally suffered death by hanging. After a series of crimes that appalled the whole of England and only came to light by the merest chance, she came to her end in the year 1798, for it was not this particular house she lived in, but a much larger one that then stood upon the site it now occupies, and was then, of course, not in London, but in the country. She was a person of intellect, possessed of a powerful, trained will, and of consummate audacity, and I am convinced availed herself of the resources of the lower magic to attain her ends. This goes far to explain the virulence of the attack upon yourself, and why she is still able to carry on after death the evil practices that formed her main purpose during life. You think that after death the soul can still consciously direct? gasped the author. I think, as I told you before, that the forces of a powerful personality may still persist after death in the line of their original momentum, replied the doctor and that strong thoughts and purposes can still react upon suitably prepared brains long after their originators have passed away. If you knew anything of magic, he pursued, you would know that thought is dynamic, and that it may call into existence forms and pictures that may well exist for hundreds of years, for not far removed from the region of our human life is another region where float the waste and drift of all the centuries, the limbo of the shells of the dead, a densely populated region, crammed with horror and abomination of all descriptions, and sometimes galvanized into active life again 
by the will of a trained manipulator a mind versed in the practices of lower magic that this woman understood its vile commerce i am persuaded and the forces she set going during her life have simply been accumulating ever since and would have continued to do so had they not been drawn down upon yourself and afterwards discharged and satisfied through me anything might have brought down the attack for beside drugs there are certain violent emotions certain moods of the soul certain spiritual fevers if i may so call them which directly open the inner being to a cognizance of this astral region i have mentioned in your case it happened to be a peculiarly potent drug that did it but now tell me he added after a pause handing to the perplexed author a pencil drawing he had made of the dark countenance that had appeared to him during the night on putney hill tell me if you recognize this face pender looked at the drawing closely greatly astonished he shuddered a little as he looked undoubtedly he said it is the face i kept trying to draw dark with the great mouth and jaw and the drooping eye that is the woman dr silence then produced from his pocket-book an old-fashioned woodcut of the same person which his secretary had unearthed from the records of the newgate calendar the woodcut and the pencil drawing were two different aspects of the same dreadful visage the men compared them for some moments in silence it makes me thank god for the limitations of our senses said pender quietly with a sigh continuous clairvoyance must be a sore affliction it is indeed returned dr silence significantly and if all the people nowadays who claim to be clairvoyant were really so the statistics of suicide and lunacy would be considerably higher than they are it is little wonder he added that your sense of humour was clouded with the mind forces of that dead monster trying to use your brain for their dissemination you have had an interesting adventure mr felix pender and let me add a fortunate escape the author was about to renew his thanks when there came a sound of scratching at the door and the doctor sprang up quickly it's time for me to go i left my dog on the step but i suppose before he had time to open the door it had yielded to the pressure behind it and flew wide open to admit a great yellow-haired collie the dog wagging his tail and contorting his whole body with delight tore across the floor and tried to leap up upon his owner's breast and there was laughter and happiness in the old eyes for they were clear again as the day end of case one part seven recording by draconis the real basement dwellers podcast wheelworkformoney.net